This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, Mm. hit play. And then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Right. The show that always works. It's called Y-Tune Shuffle. That's Maggie it is. Mayfield here <laughs> with you with my co-host, David Earl Waterman. Welcome back from your honeymoon. Hee-haw. <laughs> Has it been since the honeymoon that we've not done a show? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. And you went all over the East Coast. I did. Uh, my 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 new wife and I, uh, we were able to go to New York and see family, and then we went to D.C. to see politics. Chad wants oh, to know scary. so badly, like, how much Portuguese do you know now? Oh, since you've given me your wedding gift, yes. which was the Learn Portuguese. Yes. Uh, Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Ooh, Stone. Yeah. It it is it's it's definitely on the to do list. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're having so much sex. Oh, there is good. very little time for any of that kind of so like So that video you sent to me stuff. yesterday, like pushing the pussy around, that was um Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I, I was that. pushing mm-hmm. the pussy around, it was like time for a box ride. It's definitely <laughs> an, uh, <laughs> you caught it, Maggie Mayfield. That's the genius of our hostess of the mostess. You're the only one in the continental United States. States and all through Brazil. My wife's Brazilian. And Got it. To get that analogy. Wait, so why wow. are we trying to teach him Brazilian? Oh, wait, His Brazil, they is, learn Portuguese. Is, is, is yeah, Brazilian. they speak Portuguese. That's a great gift. Thank you. It was, oh, so you can speak to your in laws. best gift. And that's why you haven't learned it. You don't want to learn that. You don't well, want to Well, no, it's not that I. <laughs> it's just I, I'm, I'm learning disabled. I don't have the ability to. He's That's trying. not true. Um, <laughs> I were busy, but it is, it's a wonderful. Wonderful gift, and thank you again for coming, both you and Chadley. It was awesome. Oh my it was god, so awesome! It was it was fun. The third voice that you're hearing on the show today, her name is Dia Morgan, and I'm so excited you're here. I'm Dia. We met on the comedy circuit. You, That's true. You came. Oh, who did you come with? Cam. Cam Honeyager. That's right. And he does a lot of stand-up still. He does a lot of stand-up still. But you, from Chicago, you have taken kind of a hiatus from comedy because you've been really busy in the studio making an album. Yes. You're a musician also. Then, yes, working really hard on making music uh, and developing my lyrics and my melodies and making a sound that people are attracted to that isn't just my own attracted to it. Actually, that's not true. I wasn't attracted to my music before. Now I am. So I'm hoping that my likeness to my own music coincides with other people's. That is so cool. Spread so, the joy. Right? It's mm-hmm. so fun. Mm-hmm. What made you stop doing... I mean, how how did you start? What, what in your brain was like, yeah, I need to write these songs now? Okay, so I was nine when I started writing songs. Wow. And... um. We did a poetry unit in elementary school. Yeah. Fun fact, I actually got expelled from elementary school during that unit. So obviously, like, things work out for me. Um, And then, but I, I, it was like the first time in my life that I actually liked doing what we were doing in school and like wanted to pay attention. But I was like, why are we writing about a stapler when we could write pop songs? <laughs> and so, as a nine-year-old, you asked that question. No, I just started making them, and my teacher yelled at me. I think actually, and I don't you got think expelled. I kicked my principal in the balls. We're fine. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> well but it was just certainly. like during the poetry unit, so obviously those things coincide completely. What yeah. teacher wants you to write about a stapler? That's literally. Thank you. What kind of fourth grader? They're like, what should you guys write about? And they're like, a stapler. I'm like. 
As like somebody who's now pretty well trained in writing songs, I'm like, how is anyone supposed to write a stapler song or poetry? Or I was like, I think the Office Space covered that. It's, 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 it's my stapler, and then that's it. That's all that you get. You know, yes. that's that's all that we needed. I think. I mean, staplers are they're difficult topics to write about. I guess if it was staples like the store, maybe. I mean, there's no story in a stapler, and a good song, a good poem, a good anything. Has some sort of story, and the story should uh, uh, like create emotion in you of sorts. The emotion should be the staple of the poetry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> give me the emotion that a stapler gives to you, except for hurt because you put your finger under under it. And right. I don't do that anymore. I'm an adult. I think we're exploring <laughs> this too far. So when did you come to L.A.? How'd you get here? So I've been here three years. Nice. I hopped off a plane at LAX with my dreams and my cardigan. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Miley. <laughs> no, but straight up, I was packing and I was like, Mom, I need to borrow a cardigan. And she was like, Dia, you're moving to LA. You're not going to give it back to me. And I was like, I don't care. I have to live up to Miley's dream. Yeah. The so, thing that bothers me about that song is she's like, saw the Hollywood song to my right. It's like, how? Where? Which way did you go? It doesn't make any sense. I And it doesn't even every, rhyme with the next lyric. <laughs> every single time I get out of LAX, I'm like, Miley, where were you? Where were you looking? Yeah. <laughs> catch us up. Those of us that don't have a lot of time to catch up on Miley Cyrus. The song that she wrote. It's Party called Party in the USA, USA. Yeah. and it was like the biggest thing since sliced bread. I want to say summer of 2010. I was busy that year, that yeah. That feels right. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. That could, it was and a so she year. talks about having a cardigan. So the first line is, hopped off the plane at LAX with my dreams and my cardigan. Okay. Welcome to the land of fame excess. Mm-hmm. Am I going to fit in? Shall we just play it? Yeah, just play it. I guess it's one of our songs. Just because I, 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 yeah. I hopped up the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame access. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. So this is a geographic dilemma based on what she's telling us happened to her is not geographically possible. It's not possible! It's not! Unless, because if you come to well, the ten, maybe probably, the f- she's a private jet. Who? Maybe knows? she came into Burbank. I mean, no, well, she was at uh, LAX. LAX. Yeah. So that's, but maybe she was in like a different area. Like you're coming up the 101. It's like it's on the left. It doesn't make any sense. No sense I'm whatsoever. Angry about it. Well, for those that haven't been to Los Angeles, you will eventually see the sign if you just keep your eyes open and stay in a car. If you look left and not mm. right, yeah, look mm. left. Okay. And so. you had a similar experience, Maya. Had a cardigan. Dia. Dia. Maya, Miley, Dia. Sorry. That's all of the names. Dia. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Bom Dia in Portuguese. Bom Dia. Which is the one thing I know about Portuguese. (laughs) Tell your wife. Obrigado. I know it. Tell your wife. Um, So you got here in your dream with a cardigan. I did. It's my only cardigan. My mom helped me find it. That's cute. Um, And uh, Did you know anybody here? Nope. I got an unpaid internship. With the woman I work for still, who I'm going to dinner with tonight, um, and started as an unpaid internship. I like shipped my car out because my dad refused to drive with me. Um, and also, to be honest, I don't even know if my car would have made it out here. Because I, she breaks all the time. Her name is Penelope. She's one of the. We'll get there. We'll get to all that. Cool, later. cool, cool. But um, 
shipped I like packed all of this stuff in here. My mom's client's son was filming something in Africa, so I sublet his apartment until I got kicked out because you can't sublet. Yeah. Found an apartment uh, and then started going on Tinder dates so I could meet people. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. And eat. It yeah. was a really fun time of my life. <laughs> I get that. So this began at nine years old with a poetry class, and then you were off to the races, but it sounds like your mom also has some kind of affiliation with the people that make movies. My mom is a realtor. My mom and I just love humans. Ah. <laughs> so we talk to everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm from this place called Highland Park, Illinois. Yeah. And I went to this place called Deerfield High School, which is like literal nowhere that like yeah. I don't think is a cool place. But like there is an odd amount of people in Los Angeles that I meet like on a daily basis that are like, oh, my God, we went to the same high school. And I'm like, what? Is it a private school? Nope. It's a public school. Just Deerfield. a public school. Okay. Deerfield. It's so random. Near the Highland Navy Park, base? I feel like there's a lot of famous people from there. Like a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't like Lincoln Park? Isn't that where they're from? No. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, oh, cool. I think that's like the closest thing that you might have be mistaking. I don't know if that's who you're thinking of, but Billy Corgan has a tea shop there. It's super random. Who's the oh. one with the, the red hat? Fred something or other. Fred. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know? And his brother, yeah. who I met in a bar once. Did you? Yeah, and I was uh, Savage. Fred Savage is—is is that what you're thinking about? Fred Savage is from North Chicago. Yeah, and so my mom worked for the real estate company that they were at. And oh. the, the, what's the brother's name? Um, Little Sav. I don't remember yeah. the younger Savage. Yeah, and I saw him at a bar on one of my many Tinder dates when I moved here. That's so funny. And I was like, Oh my god, your dad owns Epic Savage Realty Partners, and he was like. They were at the. What? I had a neighbor who go who went to the Playboy Mansion a lot, and she would say that she saw them there a lot. Yeah, and that was like, and they apparently Can allegedly had like a really hard time. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. I know. For those of you who can't see us, I just was big smile. Just went to Super very stoic because yeah, the Playboy so. Mansion doesn't exist. That I mean, I think I knew that, but I just didn't have, want yeah, to admit it to myself. I have passed away, and now all it's under, good like, things must come to an yeah. end. And then the countdown, and now you're here. Like you, you, you. So now we're here. You're a people person, real estate, knowing people, talking Love to people. It. Poetry, expel- mm-hmm. expelled from school. It's been a great little Didn't while. Didn't know ride. anybody. Didn't know anybody. Yeah, do you that's live alone amazing. or do you have roommates? Um, What? Do you live alone or do you have roommates? I found, um, please don't judge me if you're listening to this, my landlady, uh, an older landlady mm-hmm. who her house is across the driveway from my apartment. Ah. And um, she has given me an incredible deal Wonderful. with rent control wow. uh, that probably pays her entire mortgage because she's been living in there for so long, but it's about half as much as any other one-bedroom apartment you. is, which means I pay less living alone than I would if I had a roommate. Oh, you're lucky. What do you pay? Uh, twelve fifty. Oh, oh, you're wow. lucky. Lucky Everybody girl. across the country that's in like Florida is like, oh my God, that's so expensive. Like, do you at least have like a pool and a gym? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is Los that Angeles. really cheap. You're like, I live alone for that much. Um, I have a beach and a walking trail. I'm like, <laughs> I have a sink. All right. So what was the first paying job you got when you got here? Um, I met a person on a plane mm-hmm. uh, who uh, I didn't like his social media, and he owned a bartending company. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to run your social media from now on. Wow. And so he was like, 
that's a good idea. I like mm. that idea. Wow. So now that's that's how you pay the rent. That was part of it was I just did a bunch of social media gigs for a while. I still do. That's rad. But that was like one of my first clients. Wow. Look at you, little hustler. Doing and it. I'm sure you just like, so in Chicago, you just saved up a bunch and you were like, well, just go make it work. Yes. Well, Airbnb if I have to. I'm very lucky to uh, be Jewish, which means I had a bat mitzvah. And then I'm very, very lucky to, my parents did not let me touch that money. Yeah. So when I actually needed it, they were like, by the way. Don't forget. Wonderful. You've got this. Yeah. So I'm very Mazel lucky yeah. to have read some Torah one day. Mm. <laughs> mm. I worked really hard in it. Yeah. I like kind of did. Like you have to go to Hebrew school for so long. Yeah. Like you do. That's like not a legitimate thing to say you worked hard for. Because like the, you know, it's like I the highest paying it. hourly thing that I've done in my life. Yeah. Um. Is like spend time not like listening to my iPod while I slept to memorize my Torah portion, but you know it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it. And I you're did here, it, and you're making your dreams come true. I am because you're now officially a songwriter. That's what I do. And Wonderful. one of the songs that you brought with you today is, is an original. It is. That is cool. It is. All right, Dia. This is song number one. Your own song. Yes. Oh wow. Is really good, <laughs> right? Wow! Right? We had a lot of fun making it, and I think that's why it sounds good. Well, it sounds amazing. What's happening with it? Okay, and so how did it happen? Yeah, how did it happen is my favorite story. Okay, so my boss, the person I got the unpaid internship with, I'm now at this point in my career, I'm filming her web series. And we're on our way to go to Malibu to film. I don't want to say whose house because I don't want to give the location. Famous songwriter's house to film an interview. And I'm like, and she goes, it's so dry. And I was like, I know a rain dance. So I sang this rain dance from summer camp. And I like, does it work? Who knows? Like I learned it at camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And I sang it and we filmed the interview and we pack up the interview and this huge thunder happens. And we're like, wow, what? just happened so and then it rained and i was like what is going on how did i do this i can make it rain in malibu well i forgot that i did that and then my boss like three four months later was like dia you can manifest anything you can make it rain in malibu and i was like typing it in my phone not forget 
And then like two days later, I had this session with these two guys named Corey and Palmer, who I didn't even know Palmer before the session, but Corey had met once for coffee and we just bonded immediately. And I was like, this is going to sound narcissistic, but I want to write a song about how I can do anything that I want to called Rain in Malibu. Hmm. And then we just started playing with lyrics. Wow. And melodies. It is. Uh, I, I like that song so much more now. Yeah. I and, I, and I like how you've taken back the actual meaning of make it rain, because my thinking was, is this like another money raining thing? No, like it's about the wet thing that comes from the sky. It's about the wet thing that comes from the sky, I'm which so is like, I like originality. Yeah. I really want to get it into one of those like real estate shows where they're like buying a million dollar house or five million dollar <laughs> house. And they're like, I'll make it rain. I have no voice right now. I went out. So don't judge my singing right now. <laughs> You're saying is amazing. So amazing. Stop. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, you know, I make it rain, but like from the sky. Now what happens? You just find mm-hmm. distributors for this music or is it in process? So it's out. It's out. It's been, yeah, it's out. It's gotten like, I haven't looked today. It's somewhere above 60,000 streams on Spotify. Wow. Woo! It's gotten some publicity on some pretty major music news people sites and... Now we do all of the things to try to get people to like it and hear it and play it and Does just it have build. A, do you have a so is this is part of an album? It's going to be part of right now. I'm going to do it as an EP because I feel like nobody has an attention span anymore. Yeah. Hmm. So um, as somebody who listens to a lot of singles, and then when you get really excited about a bunch of singles, then you could put out an album. I've got one more song that I'm going to put on like this EP, and yeah. then I have five more songs for the next EP that I'm already in the process of making and one of them is i'm gonna give you a hint it's fabulous it's fabulous because the title is called fabulous (laughs) but uh there's you know i have a bunch of i think that i'll put that one out i'm not even i'm gonna i wrote one that i think i will put out called fabulous but we've got a lot of them that are awesome what's your process like how do you how do you how do you write i mean it sounds like there's collaborators but like when you have the obviously the make it rain makes sense. Someone was like, "You could do anything, man!" Right, and so you came into the songwriting session like that. But like, how do you come up with these ideas? Because um, there's I'm another one that you've done that I love. Constantly listening love. for things, constantly. Like the universe radar. tells you, you have a radar. Yeah, yeah like there mm-hmm. are titles everywhere you go. Last night I was with somebody and every word that he said i'm like just give me one second i need to write this in my phone and then like i don't know which of those 20 things that he said will turn into a song Mm -hmm. but i'm always putting little things in my notes like uh because i can see your future is bright if you want it to be but do you want it to be Mm -hmm. and then i'm like i don't know if that's gonna turn into song and then it did and then i have like um i went into a songwriting session and i was like Guys, I had this crazy experience the other day. I was at O'Hare Airport and, like, I, you know, was just, saw this guy. And it was weird. And, you know, here's the story. And then they're like, here's how we mix, mix it into, like, a words into melody. And now you have a song. I have a song. And I just, like, am constantly listening. And think of me. I was, uh, I was an assistant at the time. Uh-huh. I was really mad at my boss. Mm-hmm. He was a songwriter as well. And I got in my car and I slammed the door. I'm like, I don't care what he thinks as long as he thinks of me. That's a really good title. And I just like wrote it down. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want to forget this. I'm going to make it my film background. So my boss, who I was mad at, was like, is that a song? And I'm like, yes, no, it's going to be. Don't steal it unless you write it with me. So we wrote it together. Awesome. <laughs> wow. 
Did you perform live on stage when you were in Chicago, like coming up in like high school bands or anything like that? Not really. No? I've always been more into the songwriting process. The writing process. And then when I got here, I was like, I want to write good enough songs that when I do a show that you want to come to my next show. That will be interesting. Yeah. So, that, especially because you did the comedy. Mm-hmm. And what other acting did you do coming up, growing up? Much at all? I... Like, I don't know if this is acting or comedy or anything. I just like the spotlight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to take a little iPod speaker and hide it in my boobs and just, like, dance around the halls at school. <laughs> that counts. That counts. Count, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I put it in my butt cleavage when I would do that very same, same thing. Oh, my yes, God. That was only on yes. Tuesdays, though. What? Only on Tuesdays. Right. The rest of the, you know, it gets a little dirtier than your bra. It's true. <laughs> so I, that's... Where I came up with. Do you, have, cool. do you have brothers and sisters? Two brothers. They hate me. Are they older? No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they hate you? Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, can you imagine having a little sister who walked down the halls with like music coming out of her boobs when you're like a classy human being and not an artist? Understood. Really? Understood. I have, they could not be that classy. They are. All they're boys like, are not classy. Okay. But they're like... They're like football watching. Well, not both of them. One of them is like football watching, like businessman. Uh-huh. And then the other one's like snowboarder, like Colorado man. And I'm like, like, woo, rainbows and butterflies and music and dancing and talking to everyone. And the one that's like the snowboarder in Colorado is like, why are you talking to strangers right now? It's overwhelming. Oh, They're yeah. both like overwhelmed by my excitement of everything. Are you Are you sure it's not just like brotherly love or legit like thanksgiving comes around and like you don't get a phone call uh well we all go to my mom's house for thanksgiving so like i don't get a phone call because i woke them up and they're mad at me (laughs) okay Uh, so it's not like they hate you they're just like you're embarrassing me yeah absolutely are you a child of divorce no oh is your dad still alive yeah okay so you go go to your mom's (laughs) house but that's dad and mom yep it is well my mom starts cooking for Thanksgiving on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> like, it's my mom's for Thanksgiving. Got to it. be fair, it's my dad's turkey, my dad's backyard. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, he yeah. barbecues the turkey. Wow. Yeah. Like, and he, you know, he spends 12 hours on the turkey, but like, my mom spends like, Three years decorating the table. An unbroken home with boundaries is what we're talking (laughs) about. Yeah, no, like, they have their territories, and, like, if I were to call it my dad's Thanksgiving, I don't know. I just said it. That was weird that I did that. And I I jump on those those tangents. But uh, what does your your dad do? He recycles aluminum. Really? Yeah. (laughs) He's an aluminum recycler. It's like, that's a movie. No, yeah, everybody in my family is, like, a normal person. Right. And I'm like, hey, guys, I make music. Support me. Anybody else in your extended family like you? A great auntie or a vaudevillian back in the day? Have you done your genealogy in that regard? My brother's wife's dad has done our genealogy. Yes? Um, Yep. So removed. I know, right? Yeah. He well, we're all Jewish, so I think that's probably why to make sure that we're not cousins. <laughs> mm. I didn't know that was a worry. <laughs> well, when you're less than one percent of the world, yeah, it there's a it good is. chance there's you could really be with a first chance. cousin. Not a first cousin, but like third or fourth. Yeah, and like 
I mean, she's from Louisville, so it's low likelihood. But like, you never. That's where like the Jewish safe. genetic disorders come from. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. a thing. We have problems. Do you still carry that with you? Or are you? Do you still practice Jewishness? Yes. Judaism? Yes. <laughs> you came to LA, and is it still? I part went of to your... Temple once. One. Okay. <laughs> Does that? I went on birthright. Okay. You did the whole thing, like in Israel. In Israel, yeah, it was oh, awesome. Cool. Um, I went on J swipe and dated a lot of Jews, but you were subconsciously worried they were your cousins. Always, yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna say no because those things don't seem like I should say yes. <laughs> well, I call myself a part-time Jew. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jewish. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. love that phrase. Yeah, <laughs> Jewish. Yeah, like, am I going to force my children to go to temple and have a bat mitzvah? Absolutely. What if they want to be artists after college? Like, they need they, to have yeah, that. It's an investment. <laughs> this is an investment it's into an them because it carries down through mom. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, sucks to suck. Like, you have to be Jewish now. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, do I light candles sometimes? Yeah. And, like, I know those prayers kind of sometimes. But you also, like, you're like, I want a tree. I really like cheeseburgers. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't want to compromise. In Jesus' name. Milk and meat. In In Jesus' Jesus name. name. (laughs) It's great. No, it's not. They're dry, horrible jokes, and God love Maggie for laughing at me. Wait, cheese is what? Cheese. Cheeseburger. In in Jesus' Jesus name. name. (laughs) <laughs> fake me. laugh with me please i'm not even faking it we can move on <laughs> all right Dia, let's do song number two number oh, two i'm really excited by the way guys these are not my favorite songs they're just songs with really good stories we love it all yeah, it's here all, amazing. all right song number two <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. Mixed with Halo <laughs> from the Glee cast. I... So why did I pick this song? That, that's what we want to know. And in... okay. I love this show, by the way. It makes me cry. It's so, so good. hard. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. So 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Back to when Miley Cyrus was queen party in the USA. Yeah. That, that, maybe it's the same year. I went to this summer camp for 10 years, right? Um, and which I have a lot of summer camp things that I'm going to be getting to today. Wow. Um, and we had this 4th of July parade Mm -hmm. and we are in Minocqua, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So we're in the middle of nowhere. The best part of the parade is these like hundred girls doing the same dance (gasps) in front of this fire truck that we have at camp for whatever reason. And we're all wearing the same shirt and we're all like, you know. And it's 2010, 4th of July, and this is the parade song, oh, wow. which is why I got up and danced in the middle of you the studio this? here. Yeah, cause, yeah. But the problem was, uh, while the song was Walking on Sunshine Halo, it was <laughs> pouring. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst weather ever, 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 ever. So we were just like dancing with our like smiles on our face to walking on sunshine with like the worst rain that you've ever seen like this isn't like a los angeles pouring because that's a drizzle yeah this is like 
a real Big rain. fat drops. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I like remember the shoes I was wearing and my feet. What were they? Socks. The, shoes? the shoes were these like Nike Dunks uh-huh. with like a pink swoosh and like yellow and like black and like turquoise. Oh, there was a cool. lot of colors. My mom hated them. I loved them. Yeah. I just gave them away. How they old got were you when this was happening? 14. And so this was like an irony experience. Like, it was this just is so ironic. So ironic. Oh my God. First experience that way. It was just like, I don't even. So that's why I felt like that was a good story. Who's your, best, your best, friend best friend at camp? Stop. Oh, get out of my head. <laughs> oh, did you that's just say exactly that? That's exactly what I said too. Bing, bang, bong. <laughs> there was a girl named Haley Scott. Ooh, Haley. Um, and uh, she and I went to this store called Monkey Business afterwards. And we bought these Angora wool socks because our feet were like sloshing in our shoes. Yeah. Because it was so wet. And they became my lucky socks for God knows how long after. And have you ever felt Angora wool? They're amazing. Soft. Soft. Very soft. I have. So is this like an overnight camp? Yes. And you would stay for like a week? Eight. Eight weeks? Yes. You didn't see your parents for eight weeks? Nope. That's basic training. Yeah. Eight weeks I was away for basic training. It was amazing. Wow. So what do you what did you do at camp? We danced in the rain. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Clearly. Every time it rained, it was awesome. Um we had campfires. A counselor that really It was all girls, by the way. Wow. Oh wonderful. So we hit on the maintenance boys. Of course. Oh god. Um, I did at least water skied. Yeah. And, um, talked about what it was like to kiss boys. And, yeah, yeah. I feel like at an all girls camp, I learned way more <laughs> about like dating uh-huh. than I have learned since. It's like prison time because we think we're going to reform our prisoners, <laughs> but they become better criminals and the same with women. All, it's all like gender, gender splits work and they don't work. <laughs> What's a standout person that you remember? A counselor or a maintenance boy that you oh, can God, share? Oh, there are so many of them. Okay, aye, aye. Yeah. <clears throat> we have these counselors who came from Australia. Oh, did they? <laughs> that was mm-hmm. a good one. That's a really good accent. That was really good. I don't use drugs, but I don't sleep at all anymore, so I'm always high. <laughs> I'm so- wow, that's so relatable. Really? Let's shuffle this White Tunes connection. Yo, is it only me? Like, when I don't sleep, it's like, am I on cocaine or the best is high. this just my body? Oh. It's and it's like, high. this is just my body. If I don't sleep, I'm psychotic. Exactly. Same, except for it comes out as energy. Oh. Well, the cannabinoid lucky. receptors that work with weed, mm-hmm. if you deny your body sleep, will also um, coagulate or whatever it does. And mm-hmm. you get the munchies, too. Oh. No wonder I'm always hungry. Yeah. Yeah. We should sleep more. Mm-hmm. Why? Life is so good. So way. many great experiences from Camp Yeshineva. What is it? What was the camp's name? Agawak. Agawak, like an Indian thing, a Native American thing? Yes, but that would be because the boys' camp is Kawaga, and yes. we just spell it backwards. Weird. Kawaga, and yours is what? Awaga? Agawak. Agawak. A G A W A K. Did you tell ghost stories at camp? <gasps> oh my God, goosebumps. Oh my God, there was a really good one. I'm Ooh. not going to tell it because I just don't have the ability to do it justice. But this guy named MP, who was like one of the directory guys, uh, every first campfire would tell the same story. And because mm. everybody who had gone to camp before has heard the story it just made it that much scarier to the new people oh my god i love that part of camp it's so oh, great i want to hear this story i i'm not 
It won't even work because no one else has heard it in the room. Uh-huh. And it, you have to have that uh, group okay. thing. Was there a name of the beast or something yeah. related? Because these stories sometimes are all yeah. over the world. It was about how you, they would like go on this train and the, then on the train. I don't, I can't tell the story. It's a ghost train. No. And then on the train, the other person was on it. He's like, I'm going to die tonight. And then he's telling the story of his friends and how, like, five of them died on that exact night. And, like, he's, like, at exactly 12.03. And he's, like, and then, like, the the person telling the story is, like, and then I looked at my watch. And it was 12.02 and 49 seconds. And then 10. And then all of a sudden you're, like, oh, my God, is the guy going to die or not? It's, like, just a thriller. That's fun. Dramatized. It's like a bunch of people telling the story. It's just, no, well, it's only MP, but he's just mastered the story. I love that. Mm. It's great. I don't know if he made it up or not. Was there a camp song? And then we can move on. So many of them. One that stood out? I go to Agawako, pity me. There's not a boy in the vicinity. And every night at nine, they lock the doors. I don't know why the hell I ever came before. I'm going to pack my bags and go to town. I'm going to turn Manakwa upside down. I'm going to eat and drink and raise the thing because I'm a think. I'm glad I'm from Agawako. That's a lot. Right. Let's see how the music and the memories are all connected. Right. I can mm-hmm. smell the pie. Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Very tall trees. <laughs> Good shout out, too. I know, right? They should give me endorsement money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dia. Here's your song number three. Kelly Clarkson, nice to hear you. So, I find it so funny that you just, while the mic was off, you said to me. Um, You and Kelly Clarkson sound very similar. Your singing voices are very similar. So, when we, when I was nine, I was like obsessed with this song because it had just come out right before I wrote the stapler poem. Poem. (laughs) (laughs) Stapler poem. And I started singing this at the summer camp and everyone's like, wow, like. You actually have a good voice. And so that gave me some sort of narcissism to be like, wow, you should nine years later move. Well, I guess 11 years later, move to Los Angeles and like chase your dreams. So that's why I picked the song. Wow. So you knew at nine you were going to be a a singer songwriter. Uh, I dreamed at nine that I was going to do that. That's so fascinating that you picked L.A. and not Nashville. I don't do country. I I don't think everyone does country there either. I lived in Florida to go to school. It's really warm there and here. Wait, yeah. you went to to college in Florida? Yep. What school? <sighs> what college? It's called Full Sail University. God Almighty. Do you know Troy Devald? Okay, wow! this is the second time in two bing, days. Bing. Yesterday I went to get a salad at Mendocino Farms. He's like, yeah, I know this guy who like wrote this book on reality TV. I'm like, you know Troy? Troy Duvald. He's got to come on the show. You need Troy. Troy, yeah, he's a, he's a, now who are you talking to that knows Troy? Oh my God, I hate myself. I'm so bad at names. You, oh, uh, I had a guy in my Uber who knew Troy. 
the Everyone vault. Everyone knows Maggie, Troy. this guy is from Full, Full Sail's an amazing, amazing college. Okay. And it's really amazing in Florida. Again, we need endorsements and, and, on this. And, and Troy is like one of the elder statespersons, I would say, of this yeah. place. He's a Hall of Famer. And he is a super nerd, which is why I love him so Troy, much. Troy is like a sports guy? Like, no, no, he's a reality he's a television reality TV guy, writer. but a music, you know, he's a lovely person. Isn't that funny? Reality TV writer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's wrote a book on, on reality he wrote TV. Book yeah. On reality TV, he, like literally. He put the ache in fake. Yeah. I just came up with that. Let me just I tell you, like moving to Hollywood and realizing that all that reality, t- like how many shows I've been on that are reality TV, I, uh-huh. like, I hate it. I hate, I hate it so hard. But that's amazing. <laughs> like, someone has to make money, and it's cool. That's cool. So you know, you know Troy. Yes. So how do you know FaceTime Troy? Troy Devold. Um, <laughs> I don't think I get rest- I don't think he has an oh. iPhone. No, I don't think that. I, we don't. We don't have that. We don't. We don't have that reception here. Yeah, I know Troy from uh, Fate Gallery, uh, World of Comedy. Uh, I was in a couple of his films. We did stage Amazing. stuff a lot. Um, and he likes the Mills Brothers. And those of you that might be listening that are aware of the Mills Brothers, they're an acapella group from the 1960s. And Troy is everything I love about my grandparents because he's old school that way. That's how I met him That's in show him, yeah. busy. Yeah. He's yeah. so funny. He's <laughs> Wow, I love Troy. I isn't this funny? And Maggie will meet Troy because he'll yep, come on the show. Although I unfriended to. him because I invited him to the show. <laughs> he didn't respond. I don't have any shame about this. He didn't respond to my direct <laughs> message, but he read it. And I saw that he read it. <laughs> And I, I was like, that. what happened? Troy, have you gone to the devil or something? Aww. So I unfriended him for a couple of months. I Are you friends again? I promise you. Yes. He's going to be like, oh my God, I had no idea that you did that. And he's going to feel really bad about it. Uh, bullshit. I don't care. Because it's <laughs> like he read it and then didn't respond. And then I saw him responding to everybody else's posts. And I'm, what am I, chop liver? I have a very, very sensitive side. But well, Troy will be on the show. <laughs> my stomach just growled. My stomach. Okay. My stomach just growled. So you went to college in Florida. Mm-hmm. Full um, yeah. Why? Why did you pick that? They have a good school for audio engineering and music production, and you graduate within two years with a bachelor's. Oh, and yeah. I don't like school, so I wanted to be done as soon as out. possible. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, at one point you were like, "Yeah, my you know my friends in out. Florida." Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, no, I love, and it was really cool because I suck at school mm-hmm. and like sitting still. <laughs> suck at school. No, like I'm like a smart person, so they would be like, "Here's how to do the math thing," and then I'd be like, "You're doing it this so much harder than it has to be," and then mm-hmm. I would like tell the teacher what to do, and he's like, "How do you know this way of doing it?" And I'm like, "Because I figured it out. You guys are just making this so right. much harder." Right. And then they it would happens. get mad at me for telling them that their lesson was wrong, and then I'd get kicked out again. Right. It was a whole thing. And so they were like, full sale, where you figure shit out and do it on your own and like play with boards to figure them out. And you're in a lot of labs. I'm like, wow, I don't have to like die anymore. Uh-huh. This seems like a great idea. Yeah. And it was. For me, it was the perfect school. That's great. If you have to go to college and you're ADD, do something like that. Yeah. Tech school. Mm-hmm. And you're using it, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Since you've been gone. <laughs> Is all about full internships. sale? Yeah. Internships are great, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's where you're going to learn the most. And and so this is where this song, Since You've Been Gone. No, that one's from camp where that. I'm like, wow, I want to be a singer. And then I was like, wow, I'm good enough. I'm going to go to full sale. And then I'm like, wow. And that's also, like, Troy DeVold was a friend of mine that I met at full sale. So, like, 
he was everyone that I had met there. I didn't meet anyone who lived in Nashville. I met a bunch of people that like lived right. in LA. Yeah. That being That's said, a, yeah. I didn't like meet them. I didn't. Troy was like a Hall of Famer, and I met him for five seconds in and out mm-hmm. while at Full Sail for like two days. And I was like, wow, the guy with the cool f- blazers around again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I moved here, and I was like, hi, I don't know if you remember me, but like, do you want to get lunch? <laughs> So that's why I say I don't know anybody because, like, I kind of did, but didn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that. that's the way Not it goes. someone that you can be like, let me sleep on your couch. Yeah, no. Well, that is what Troy is famous for, but I didn't do that. Yeah. Troy is like, I let everyone sleep on my couch. <laughs> Which is why you don't want to sleep on his couch because he lets everyone, animals. Well, not anymore. He's closed the couch. Has he? He has. God. Well, this just got really deep. Uh, <laughs> animals. Well, Between the cushions. Well, let's go. <laughs> number that's, four. That's the title of your book. <laughs> let's go <laughs> to song number four. Hell yeah. Who is it? How that's is Mika. it? Amiga? Mika. Mika. Yep. Mika. M-I-K-A. Mm-hmm. Who was at this time of the song talking about how beautiful big girls are. And mind you, this is like 2007. 2007. Before that was cool. And you said that Mika had not come out as very, gay. Very gay. But he hadn't He's come gay. out. Not <clears throat> yet. not yet gay to the public in this song. Mm-hmm. But now I think he's, he's not straight anymore. I mm-hmm. don't know <laughs> what his title is. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is. I don't want to be wrong. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, okay. Why? This Where's song the is song amazing. Yeah. Isn't it so good? Where did you hear it? Who introduced you to this? Okay, so uh, there was my brother, who obviously we've talked about how much he loves me. Yeah. But uh, I used to like steal his CDs and stuff. He had this song uh, called Love Today and Grace Kelly by Mika. Mm-hmm. And then I met this girl outside of a bathroom in sixth grade who I'm like, She's like, will you go to the bathroom with me? I'm afraid. Shout out to you, Lily Gorman. Um, and uh, she goes, will you go to the bathroom with me? I'm afraid to go alone. Aww. And so while we were in the bathroom, she's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, love today, my Mika. And she's like, oh, my God, I love Mika. And I found concert tickets to Mika, even though I found out later that we both only knew those two songs. So we both bought the CD, became like fanatics because every song was as good as those first two songs. And... This was one of them, and I was, uh, everybody in sixth grade has a metabolism, right? So everyone's skinny, but I didn't. So I was like three times the size of any little skinny sixth grader. And so I heard this, and I was like, Diet Coke and a pizza, please. Oh, Oh, yeah. Music saves life. Yeah. I know, right? Yes, it does. And so uh, that's why I love this song. Oh. Yeah. It helps you. Yeah. Puberty. Right? Yeah. Puberty's fun with Mika. With Mika. (laughs) And this Grossman, uh, Megan Grossman, you said? Gorman. Lily Lily Gorman. Gorman. (laughs) I got it right. I was close. Lily Gorman. Are you still friends with Lily Gorman? She is still my best friend. Deerfield Elementary? Uh, Highland Park at that point. And she was at, uh, this was Edgewood Middle School. Okay, the Edgewood Middle School. Yeah. Cool. I hope she got over her fear of going to the bathroom. Alone. I mean, with you around, who would want to go by themselves? I don't. I mean, the last time that we went to a bar, she was like, "Oh my God, you're here! Do you want to go to the bathroom with me?" And so I don't. Oh. I don't know if she ever did. 
Aww. Isn't that the most hacky stand-up joke? Why do women always go to the bathroom in pairs? Yeah, like That's you. That's a hacky joke. Yeah, I understand that, but it started with us. It we did. We were like 12. We wow. didn't. We didn't have any influence. We it's ruined natural. everyone around us. Oh, yeah. You know, we did. Cray. So you found this from your big brother. This song, kind of indirectly. Indirectly. Yeah. Did anyone ever give you crap for liking it? I don't. I people have given me a lot of crap over the years, and I don't remember any of it. Good for you. Because like maybe they did. I mean. There are so many other things they could give me crap for. Mm-hmm. And like, I more think about people giving me crap for wearing a unicorn onesie on a Wednesday to high school. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, why are you dressing up? And I'm like, it's Wacky Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yeah. So, and like, I have a sushi purse. Like, I don't, a lot of people give me crap for everything. You know what though? I don't like, care about their opinion. I love that you know who your inner child is mm-hmm. and you just let her play all the time. If I didn't, like, I would be miserable and unsuccessful. My yeah. heart aches for giving crap to people, people, you know, about yeah. stuff. My heart aches for it. And one example where you can tell that there's someone that's super needy is if there's a comedian or a, a, a funny person that makes a sarcastic reference. For example, on the radio the other night, two radio hosts were talking and uh, they were talking about online dating. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny of the two DJs uh, said, Oh, I've heard of online dating, and the unfunny, sad, sh- you know, crap giver was like, "Oh, yeah, like people haven't heard of online dating," and he totally missed the sarcasm, the joke, the freedom, yeah. and had to sort of like, you know, recognize what you just said didn't really make sense because everybody knows about online. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I don't know. What's your take, Dia, on Everyone crap givers? Are they hurt? Are they injured? Opinion. Everyone. They're like holes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got them. So like I love opinions because Mm. sometimes they can help you influence your opinion. Okay. Uh, For example, I work with this woman named Judy Stagey who helps develop artists and songwriters. Mm. And she has really good opinions on songs and lyrics. And a lot of the time I take her opinion into consideration because they're really good and really well well-educated and well-formed. Um, and that's why I like her opinion a lot. Um, and then there are other people in this world who will give me an opinion. And it's like, one person was like, I don't really like your music. And I'm like, so what kind of music do you like? And he's like, ACDC. And I'm like, do you like Lizzo? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I don't think I care if you like my music or not. <laughs> like, yeah. you're not my audience. You're not my, yeah. You know what I mean? So you're it's not like, my people. Yeah. So find your people and then like take into consideration who's giving the opinion and if and then like you get to reform your own opinion based on other people's opinions that you agree with. Like the next song that we're going to listen to, I agree with his opinion. So I always ask him. But then in the end, I like to make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. So. So opinion givers, crap givers, they have a role in our life if we don't let it get to us personally yeah, as long as you know who you thing. are enough to decide if that opinion resonates with you or not that's good advice this is what i always say i teach at a broadcasting school and with social media so secondary it's so important in our life it's like it's it's with us all the time um people get so worried about doing anything that they do nothing at all right ah. and so i tell them like haters are so important because they tell you how many more people love you. 
Right. So in the world of radio broadcasting, they say that only about 1% of your audience is going to actually engage with you. And out of that 1%, only 1% of that 1% is going to tell you how much you suck. So the more people that you have tell you that you suck, that means there are so many more that love and adore everything that you're doing, right? So you want those people to come and be like, hey, I hate what you're doing. Like, cool, well, I didn't and you didn't, so whatever. And then you just sit back and let them spew their hate speech and then everyone else that loves you will come in and protect you online, right? Like, you don't have to do anything. You're like, cool, there they are. There's my people. Yeah, exactly. And like Lizzo, do you know who Lizzo is? Yes. I'm obsessed with her. She's... Lizzo? Mm-hmm. I don't know who Lizzo you is. You need to. How does ACDC and Lizzo combine? Because when you were talking about that. <laughs> I don't know. Lizzo Not is even. like a big black girl who is, uh, you know, I, she took a DNA test and it turns out she's 100% that bitch. And so... Sweet. Lizzo, uh, I, I, I'm interested. I will look. She's amazing. Here's a little tidbit of. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Even when I'm crying crazy, yeah, I got boy problems. That's the human in me. She's a goddess. So she, <laughs> she I love is. it. And so she did a song with Ariana Grande and all these Ariana Grande fans. I don't even know why they're just like hating on her. But like, do you know many people just like love on her and just like. She's just living her best life, and if the haters are going to be haters, she can be like, well, now this is how I'm going to recalculate it for next time and do something slightly different. Mm-hmm. And it's just, she's just going to keep living her Lizzo life because she knows that she's a goddess. And despite it seems the that you are of Grande that ilk as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I love her. That's because that's you're like her. I love her. And she's like you. And we need to learn at the y Shuffle world mm-hmm. why this all matters. Haters are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything is good if you want it to be. What's up? Everything is good. Well, I hate to do this, but this is uh, your song number five. <gasps> You're looking like Beckham before he retired. All right. Who is that? That is my songwriting brother, Milo. Milo. That's your brother? No, my oh. songwriting brother. Songwriting brother. Sorry, oh, you wrote a song with him? I haven't written with him, but he was my... Have we? No, we haven't written together. But he's my mentor's intern before me. <laughs> um, This is really good. Isn't he amazing? Yes. We've slept in the same... No, he slept in my bed the night before I've slept in it. Does that count? I don't know. We're That's close. something. Something okay. happens. Okay. Milo. I, he's he's like a charter, like a well-known... Not yet, but he's going to be... Sounds like it. Yeah. He's my daddy. <laughs> 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 and how did you guys meet? Through my boss. Oh, okay. So my boss, Judy Stakey, she helps songwriters figure out what they want to say and how they want to say it. And um, he was the intern before me. Oh, I see. Milo so started. we have like this whole songwriting family... And I he is that. the brother that was birthed before me. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is his song, and you brought it because this because he had... so inspires me, and it's so good, and more people need to know it. And I'm really mad that he has the the 
I see you in a tracksuit running through my mind because I wrote, do you ever get tired running through my mind? I bet you look fine from the exercise, though. And I was like, damn it, Milo released it before me. Uh, the glow um, on your face when you talk about yeah. Milo is is undeniable. Love you love Milo so I love much. Him. Are you the same generation or He's like same a age? year older than me or okay, so. Okay, so mm-hmm. yes. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just my little gay munchkin. He's your little gay munchkin? He's very gay. Yeah, well, that happens. I know. Yeah, yeah. And he is just like, I want him to be the next biggest gay icon on the planet because I just love him. Oh. Yeah. And, um, I mean, look how silly he is with his little tongue sticking out on that album cover. It is very cute. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you do want to see this, there is a blog, and you can click on that right in the description of the podcast info. Amazing. Right yeah. And I will write all about him if you need me to. I have his information. Okay. Cool. And you, I just like... He just needed to be heard by the world. He just needs to be heard by the world. He just... Everyone needs to know a Milo. Yeah. And so like, when you're thinking about your five for the y Shuffle show, your brain went to a, a person who is on your same path and means mm-hmm. a lot to you. Mm-hmm. So we, what we learn about you... Is that it's not all about you. Yeah. A lot of what makes you is, I've been hearing in this interview, everything that surrounds you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tied in that way. Am I oh, right? Oh, amazing. I mean. You're lucky. <laughs> that's the thing is, though, all my songs have to do with, like, stories of the world around me. I'll just, I, it was so hard to pick these songs. Yeah. I mean, I, just quick shout out. You have to listen to Rain, R-A-I-N-N-E. That's another person who's coming up with me who just played at the Hollywood Bowl who means the world to me. And like, and then I was like, how else do I pick weird songs that people need to know? Like, do I pick Boomerang by Jojo Siwa? Because like <laughs> some of my best yeah. friends wrote that. And like, wow. which is so random. That's and amazing. then like, I'm like, or do I pick like... Lizzo, I should have picked, and like Party in the US. We got, I just love we, got we got both of them in there. We got all of it. What does success look like to you? Uh, paying my bills off of music and helping other people pay their bills off of what they love. Mm-hmm. Does the whole um, sort of like America's Next Talent shows the 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 those those big shows where you get to like work with a industry professional and be tracked all the way through? Does that fit into your particular? World. So yesterday when I met the person who's friends with Troy Devold, we created a new reality show. Uh-huh. And I think that will be the greatest way for an artist to actually break out. So the answer is yes. That this is But this... it doesn't exist yet. It was in my brain. Okay. So 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 <laughs> Those other sh- like if you had have you auditioned for any of those big shows? Is that I what a lot of you haven't. Know? You haven't for any particular reason? Right. So Songland I watched and I was bored and before i watched it they had a really bad policy for owning my songs after i submitted them so i didn't want to submit it until they changed the policy and then i didn't like the show and i'm a firm believer in don't do anything you don't like yourself and i'm not saying it's not a good show i'm just saying that my add attention span is just like i don't even know where it is when i'm watching that and so um i need more fast-paced and like yeah so for me yeah, because you're know. moving and grooving. But All the time. To say to young, other young artists, writers, that's not like the the primary focus. I mean, you don't necessarily need that, right? Be good. There's but no also such be thing as you others. necessarily need anything. Hmm. Everybody's got a different path. Hmm. So, like, who am I to say you don't need to do that if you think that? It, I mean, there's a guy named Vincent 
who was on the four and he just killed it and it allowed him to really expand his audience base and he got connected with a lot of different people there a lot of known by a lot more people and that really really helped him really expand who he is right and i would never do that well on that show so i didn't do that show you know so it's everybody is different Cool. Right. And then there's like, I was just listening to an interview with Marin Morris. I don't know if you know who that is. Of course. She's uh, this is amazing. But she auditioned for American Idol, America's Got Talent. All all of those shows didn't make any of them and is now one of the biggest pop over country po- crossover stars today. I mean, she's amazing. There's literally no such thing as one path. Right. So it's like. And you never know. Like you just never. Here have- are the rules you establish for yourself. Exactly. Learn them, and here's what you do with them. Yeah. Throw them aside and become yourself. I'm a big fan of like throwing everything at the wall and doing everything that you enjoy, mm-hmm. and then eventually something will stick. Exactly. I love these songs. They I were love great. these songs, Tim. They were very original. Very. It's a very nice mix. A very open mix of songs. We always win. Before we let you go, we're going to take a brain break, and I'm going to let David Earl Waterman take over with a little game we call Band Name or Bar Name. That's right. Thank you so much, Maggie Mayfield, and all of our listeners at Y-Tune Shuffle that join us on this incredible musical journey that we get to take from time to time. Now, uh, uh, what is happening here is is, uh, you're a contestant along with Maggie Mayfield in our exclusive Okay, so you're playing with me. Yes, well, against each other or together, whatever you feel like. The rules of this game, is it a band name or is this the name of the bar the band is playing in? Band name or bar name is the name of the game. Uh, Every episode of Y-Tune Shuffle, we travel somewhere in the world where I will research on the internet, of course, not physically travel there, uh, all the different names of the local bands and all the different names of the local bars. And I will pick two of them. That may or may not be the band or the bar, and you have to decide for yourself which one is the name of the band, which is the name of the bar. Cool. Uh, our our previous guest on the show uh, requests that we go to Tunisia. 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 Yes. And I went to Carthage in Tunis, and I was searching all over the internet, and I came up with the name of a club and the name of a band that is from or in Tunisia. Okay. So is the name of the club, if we were in Tunis right now, and I said, let's go get some food and see some show tonight, I want us to go to Myrath, which is a great club. And we're going to hear La Carpe Diem because they have just blown up in Tunisia. But I could just as easily say, you guys want to go eat at La Carpe Diem tonight? There's dancing and Myrath is going to be playing. So which one would it be? Which is the name of the band? Which is the name of the bar in Tunisia? In oh, Tunis. easy. The second one. This is easy. Go Unless ahead, Dan. Which is the name of the band? Is it My Wrath or Le Carpe Diem? The band is My Wrath, and they definitely are like hard rock. That's what I thought, too. Right? Okay, yeah. so My Wrath and, uh, and Le Carpe Diem is the name of the, the name club. Of the High five. five. Okay, That's well, let's see. Right, let's okay. see. All right. If you're on the edge of Tunis in Tunisia and you want to go to a club, and you happen to be at Tunis Tunis 2070 Tunisia, <laughs> you would in fact be at Le Carpe hey! Diem. Nicely. Yes, it, it feels like a university campus bar is crowded every uh, weekend and has great sushi. 
Myrath, oh, on the other, M Y R A T H, is in fact, and you are a genius, a heavy metal Tunisian band. Nice. Yes. They even what opened for Robert him? Plant. Nice. Really? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they have three great albums. The first one is Hope, the second one is Desert Call, and recently Tales of the Sand just dropped. Highly influenced by their Tunisian culture and North African heritage using both Arabic and Tunisian dialect in their music. Check out My Wrath and have a sushi at Le Carpe Diem the next time you're in Tunisia. Thanks for playing a game. Can I request where you go next time for your That's, the thing. that's, that's the thing. how this you works. You have to do that. Cool, then I'm not going to tell you what okay, I was going to do. Okay, that's your job. Have, Dia, where are we going to go next episode? You're going to have to listen to the next episode. For band name or bar name. <laughs> in honor of the two summer camp things that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Minocqua, Wisconsin. Spell it. M I N M I N O C O C Q U A Q U A Wisconsin W I. And there's a lot of bars there because it's Wisconsin. Yeah. Now I'll be able to search and look, and mm-hmm. I'll find bar names and band names in Minocqua, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So join us next time on the next episode of Y Tune Shuffle when we get to this section of the show, which is a brain break called Band Name Abroad. Brad Brad Band Name or Bar Name. Beep beep. Thank you very hard. We would love to hear the memory of your very first concert experience. I don't remember. I was very young. Hillary Duff, though. What? And you and don't remember it? Yeah. No, I was like seven or six. Hillary Duff. Oh, man. She was awesome. But I remember moving to L.A. and I went to this workout place. And then, like, Hillary Duff walked in. And I was like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Like, I love you. That's so exciting. And I like Equinox. Is that what it is? No, I wish. Uh, that one's too expensive. Who took you to Hillary Duff? Yeah, this my big concert? wonderful mom. And I was with a girl named Emily. A friend of yours? Awesome. Yeah. But you don't remember a lot of it. You just know that you went. Yeah. I was just like seven or six. Did you smell weed? No, it was Hillary Duff. I don't know anything about Hillary She's Duff. She's a very Disney. Oh, young. okay. Yeah. This was like before Hannah Montana. Wow, we're Lizzie going way, McGuire. way back. Yeah. yeah. I was so like super cute. young. But I loved every song of hers on her album, so mm-hmm. my mom took us. Any pictures for Throwback Thursday? Maybe? I should ask my mom. You should. That would be interesting. She might have yeah. those. Mm-hmm. What about the last show you went to, last concert you were at? To tie it all together... I saw my wonderful friend Milo. Oh, Aww. where at? Uh, and he was at Hotel Cafe oh, four yeah. days ago. Mm. That's a cool spot. It's so cool. It's very cool in there. I found out that if you don't work in music in LA, mm-hmm. you don't know what that is. Oh. Which is so weird. Like, yeah. I meet all Hotel these guys Cafe? who are like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a realtor. And then I'm like, oh, if you want to come with me to a show at Hotel Cafe? And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, you grew up in Beverly Hills and you don't know this? Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a really cool spot for music people, obviously only, to go listen to really great music. Well, Los Angeles is so big and so mm-hmm. vast and so full of little nooks and crannies that you'll never get to know. It's like a metaphor for being a Los Angelino. It's like, you can only know me this much. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what this city is all about. I drive Uber. I know. I'm meeting the city on a daily basis. It's wild. Wow. Yeah. What on a cool surface streets. That. On surface streets. Well, this is your time to shine. What's your corner of the internet? How do we find you? How do we find your music? How do we keep up with you? Um, my I'm under Dia Morgan. Dia is spelled D-I-A. Uh, Morgan is spelled like it sounds. 
because my real last name is Shamovitz, and I was like, wow, my middle name is so much easier to find. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm supposed to give that away, but I did. Uh, Dia Morgan, and I am warning it's Dia on all social media that doesn't have my name. Like warning Spotify. it's Dia, okay. So like Instagram and stuff, I'm warning it's Dia because I feel like it's only fair to give you a warning because you don't, <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes I'm just dressed as a unicorn and it's just... And by the time we're done talking to you, you're going to be best friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we've been warned. Your energy and music are just amazing. I'm so glad you came and joined us. Thanks for finding this. I'm so excited to be here right now. It's (laughs) more. It's. it's, I did so much stalking of iHeartRadio. That's where we're at right now. We're like at the iHeart Studios, in case anyone's wondering. (laughs) Belly of the beast. So I feel really special right now like my 13 year old self is like yo you've done so much stalking to get here <laughs> i will well, uh, me too me freaking too 55 years old i'm me too when i come here and it's all due to maggie mayfield oh, this incredible it's, it's every, multi-talented amazing maggie it is a collective mm-hmm. dave morgan thank you so much for your time and your energy today and bringing these amazing songs david earl waterman mm. aka hollywood secret weapon <laughs> uh you just live up to the name again <laughs> bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. um thank you for being here congrats again on your nuptials and i hope that it stays happy when for was that we we choose to be happy the wife and i yeah. and, and the gato I love that. yes we, we choose. choose that's what we do we choose every day we're gonna be happy yeah because we're getting old and there's not much left that's so ah, fun. No, I'm kidding. i have been maggie mayfield if you haven't already please like subscribe and share we are on all the socials at y tune shuffle thank you so much for joining us thanks for listening find us on facebook twitter and instagram at y tune shuffle